Um, so I'm very interested to hear this uh, very particular accent that is, or dialect. Uh, for, first of all, what would you call it? This dialect, Janito. Would you call it a dialect? Would you call it an accent? Would you call it its own language? Well, it's not a, a full dialect because you couldn't speak Janito all the time. Uh, what you do is you pick up some words which you mix from the English and the Spanish. So um, then you make your own sentences. So you can start in English and then finish, uh, terminar la misma frase with words that you've remembered. If, or rather, if you don't remember them in one language, la mete de, de, del otro idioma. And, and that's because you're speaking with someone que te entiende, pues there's no problem. Cuando luego va a hablar, you know, with somebody who, you know, who doesn't speak either one or the other, eh, ahí donde entra el, el problema. Porque se hace sin, sin pensar, verdad. So, you don't really think about it and it, yeah. and it happens, but uh, and how, how do you learn that Spanish side? Because you're born and raised in Gibraltar, yeah. so how, how do you... Do bueno, you it's, just... it's changed a lot, por ejemplo, en mi generación, yo nací en el 71. Um, my granny didn't speak uh, English fluently, so con, que, con ella hablaba en español todo el tiempo. And then, you know, uh, in school it was English all the time, y, y todo era um, el, el idioma oficial, el inglés, so you'd be all the official stuff in, in English. And then you got home and you spoke Spanish. But yeah, uh, the next generation, like my children, you know, because we didn't speak to them in Spanish from a young age, which we should have, es nuestra culpa, en verdad, que no lo hemos hecho. Entonces, pues, they found it really hard to, to learn Spanish. They understand it, but they don't talk. Um, a veces le dan vergüenza, o they just, you know, don't, don't feel like, uh, but they understand what you're saying. When, And for us, sometimes, um, when we get mad and all that, and the swear words, <laughs> a lot of them are in Spanish. Porque es más expresivo, en el de latino, temperament comes out more than the, the, the English. But almost all, all a mixture. That's very interesting. So, does it happen to, well, I was just asking you off record whether your accent is different from the UK, so... Mm -hmm. Like if we go, do, do people ask you if you go to see where you, where you're from or whatever? You know, and it, it's quite bizarre because you 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 travel the world. You know, being such a small place, uh, five square kilometers, and uh, not even a, a point in in the map. When you're traveling, you meet Gibraltarians, Janitos everywhere. Um, you know, I, I've met friends that, or rather. People that I know in, in the Masai Mara, you know, we crossed the uh, uh, trucks and suddenly I, I recognize them. And, and also you, you might be in a shop and you hear somebody uh, talk, Yanito, and you know, they're, they're from... Uh, you just hear them talk a little bit of, you know, Yeah, English that's right. And, and the accents, which is very distinct for us. So we would recognize Yanito de otro. So what's it like to be, what does it mean to be a Gibraltarian? For us, it's, it's everything because we're a, a, a culture pot. You know, we've, we've got all our, our cultures um, melted in, in one big pot. And as I said before, there's uh, from, you know, 
Italian, Portuguese, Greek, uh, Moroccan, Spanish, you know, we're all uh, fused together. And uh, we're, we've built an identity over the years, um, a lot of it through adversity. So we've stuck together as a people and we've uh, grown and developed to what we are now. And, you know, you speak to Energy Leader, we're very proud of our flag and of our unique identity for us, por lo menos, ¿no? Que, que nos sentimos muy... You know, people say, oh, you're English. No, we're not English. We're Gibraltarian, uh, British, part of the British family. So we're British passport holders, but we're not English, we're not Scottish, we're not Welsh, you know, we're, we're British Gibraltarians. Very, very interesting. And um, so, so do, do you think um, Gibraltarians remain in Gibraltar for the most part or do you think that because I don't know if this is an American thing but wherever you're born and raised unless it's a big major city you, you want to leave you're like oh yeah. I'm just I'm ready to go to a big city I want to go to LA I want to go to San Diego I want to go to Chicago and th and we're talking about big cities that people were born in already and yeah. they, they consider them small and they consider them okay I, I know this city well enough I need to go and may, they may not well They uh they may they may not really know their cities that well mm -hmm. and still still hold this sort of weird resentment against the fact that they've only been there. Yeah. So what what is it like for uh, uh, Gibraltarians? It happens here as well. I mean, you get all sorts. Um, some people just don't want to leave and 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 never ventured out, but because our our secondary education is, is um, um, outside. Of Gibraltar, or rather, um, there's only one small university recently opened in Gibraltar. Pre prior to that, everybody went abroad for secondary education, mainly the UK. Um, so I spent three years in Scotland. Um, you know, my wife in Sheffield, and and so on. And those people who aspire to further education will go out. Then, once they you have your chosen career. Um, if there's no opportunity to come back to Jib, you know, uh, you're an aeronautic engineer or something like that, you know that there's not going to be any job for you here. Uh, so some people uh, choose to remain uh, abroad. Um, doctors and all that develop uh, their careers abroad and some of them do come back then in the later years because as a base, Gibraltar is fantastic. You know, the security, uh, there's a support system, um, You know, in half an hour, you've got the, the beach in Spain, the beaches in Tarifa, an hour and a half to two hours, you can be skiing in winter in Granada. Yeah, you, right. you jump on a flight and you're in London in 2.45, two hours 45. Yeah. So as a base, it's fantastic. And um, it but especially place. family and support system. You know, when we were outside Gibraltar, um, you see that you're on your own, you know, especially when you start a family and things like that. So... Um, a how's, lot of people can live with that and others come back to the base. And how's the weather? Is it as sunny as it is today, for example? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is now for us uh, summer, you know, a full swing. Uh, but you would uh, get days where it's overcast because we've got a huge um, cloud that clings onto the top of the rock. We call it the Levante. Oh, is that right? But yeah. does it have anything to do with the city of Levante in Spain? No, no, not at all. It's just called Levante. Levante because it's uh, um, El Levante and Poniente. Those are the the, um, the the two weathers 
and the two uh, winds, so one come, the Ponientes from the west coming in and the Levante from the east, so maybe that Levante from that side. Um, and when it's Levante, easterly wind, that's when you get the overcast usually and the rough seas and, um, and you get that quite often in, in summer as well. And the Ponient is more uh, a drier weather, crisp and clear. How, okay, so I guess in terms of weather, the, the UK is not really known for having the best. So well, they've got, they've got a, a heat wave just going on just now. Yeah, but most of the year yeah. they, it's raining, right? So Absolutely. I guess, I guess you guys get the, uh, the better end of the stick. Um, but it's interesting that you mentioned that it, you, you don't really, you feel that you feel like you're from this, you know, part of the world from mm-hmm. Gibraltar, you're not from the UK that you, yeah. you feel like a brother of the UK, yeah. but that you're not, uh, one from there. So you said that that university was recently built. Was that in this past decade, uh, in Gibraltar? Sorry, was that? The university that you mentioned? Yeah, the university. Well? In fact, my wife works at the university and that was set up like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it started with vocational courses that were being, um, Held and then it's now rolled up to um, um, degrees, you know, bachelor degrees and um, masters and doctorates. So people doing research now in, in, in the University of Gibraltar, um, delivered mainly by uh, local lecturers uh, who've come back to Gibraltar after being away in, in other universities, working nice. in other universities. And it's picking up, but we're talking about a population of 30,000, so you know, you kind of offer every course in, in uh, like the UK would offer and things like that. So it's quite restricted in what can be offered and the funding, etc. So most people, you know, would find a, a university in the UK and that's running the courses that they want to do. And that's it. That's very, very interesting. And um, so you said 50,000, I've heard 35,000, I've heard... 35,000, yeah. 35,000, 50,000? Well, the statistics, it's 32,000 local inhabitants. But then, um, for example, we've got 10,000 cross-border workers. So Daily workers. Yes, registered. Wow. So they're coming in daily. And then there's about another couple of thousand who are not registered, which are like... They clean the houses and things like that, the domestic service and all that. But they, they're not in the statistics because they're, they're not registered as such. Not registered. And even in, uh, among such few people, um, is, are, is there a dangerous neighborhood? Is there richer neighborhoods? I mean, is it still divided just like a main city would be? Or is it just one <laughs> big kind it, of it's quite, it's quite bizarre because w- when you go around and you see the prices of real estate on on the shop windows, the real estate windows, you see that there's like London prices and the price of, of a penthouse would be three million pounds. Wow. You know, for about 200 square meters. And these are- 200 main, square meters. Yeah, mainly in high rise um, buildings uh, because of the, you know, there's not much land to build on in Gibraltar. There's very few uh, villas and um, standalone houses. There are some, like mainly in the uh, edges of the rock and houses that were previously um, military. But most of them are in high rise, and then you, you so you get a multi million pound high rise building and hundred or 
less than 100 meters across from it, you'll find uh, a state building, you know, uh, a government rental um, accommodation. So, like, they can see to your living room, really. And they're paying £27 a week for, for a three-bedroom flat. £27 yeah. a week? It's nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it's um, a government rental. And then you, 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 100 metres is a multi-million pound that you, <laughs> yeah, you've paid top strange. But Are you saying that's a government assistance programme? Yeah. There's two things. There's government rental and there's a system which could be said it's sim- similar to um, Monaco where government assists the local with housing so they remain there there because otherwise they can't afford to you know and what's happened in, in many years is that they've gone to live in France and only the rich people live in Monaco well the same thing was happening to to Jib a lot of people living in La Linea or the, or nearabouts and uh, government started building uh, co-ownership uh, properties so uh, the government retains 50% of the apartment and they sell 50% to you or 50 or 30 you know depends on the ratios what you can afford and that's called a subsidy housing subsidy right and that's scattered all over uh, Gibraltar so, so you'd, you'd have um, government estates uh, with privately owned uh, government with luxury, you know, within hundred meters of each other. Wow. So there's no so well. You you can say like in the south there might be uh, a gated community. So there's a zone that you say all oh, uh, more affluent people live there. But it's not like in any major or any larger uh, country where you have different districts and zones and no go areas and things like that. That doesn't happen here. So what kind of animals do you see on the street in this place? Uh, this place is known for having monkeys on top of the rock. Yeah, well, they live on, on the rock, but because there's, um, the numbers are increasing, there's several packs, and they're, being a pack animal, they divide with a pack leader. So you have some that venture down into the city area, Yeah. and uh, looking for food and stuff. Are they friendly? Um, there's different packs. There's really wild ones that are, can get quite vicious. Really, and then you get the really tame ones where the tourists take the photographs. And, but there are anim- there are animals at the end of the day and unpredictable, so you've got to be careful. In the streets of California, you'll see squirrels. Different yeah. animals get run over. Do you see monkeys get run over in this place? Occasionally, you know, a sad occurrence, but it does happen because, uh, especially when they're venturing down in town, and we do get drivers going around the rock fast. So. Yeah. There have been occasions where they have been knocked over. Um, the other other animals that you see are dogs and cats. You know, that's about it. Cats. Some goats up the rock, but <laughs> yeah. And, and what, what, do you know the reason why the monkeys love the rock, or why it's historically been a? No, uh, there's you know there's a funny myth, obviously untrue, but that there was a tunnel because they're also found in the Atlas Mountains in, in Morocco. So those are the two areas where they're found. And, oh, and they, the myth is that there's an underground tunnel where they come through, uh, you know, every so often, back and forth. Obviously, it's, it's uh, untrue, but uh, the, it's thought that they came in pirate ships or whatever as pets. Oh, wow. And then they, they bred here and, and, and remained on the rock. So the numbers have really dwindled over the years. 
and then increased. So when they uh, during the Second World War, uh, they really dwindled to um, just one pack, and uh, Sir Winston Churchill, uh, at the time Prime Minister of the UK, said that you know um, we needed to maintain the presence of the apes on the rock, and he he said the military uh, took care of them, so they used to feed them and and take care of them, and um, the saying is that. As long as there's uh, Barbary uh, monkeys, because they're monkeys, on the rock, the, the rock will remain British. So they, they try and chop them up. But right. because there were so many, a, a couple of years ago, um, a pack was exported to um, Scotland. Oh, okay. To a reserve there. Because they were going down to town and, and bothering, so... They were deported, so I'm saying. <laughs> so, b- besides the daily crossers, besides the people born and raised and that have stayed here, would you say mostly you? It's like the UK is tourist hotspot for a weekend getaway or summer getaway. Well, in fact, we're already exp- experiencing more um, overnight stays now because the. The um, air corridor with with the UK is is open, whereas um, it's not with Spain. So the British tourist is coming to Gibraltar and staying. There's only about seven hundred and eighty hotel beds in Gibraltar, and they're all occupied for the whole summer. That's it, seven eighty. Yeah, that's wow. it. So we can't cater for tourism in large scale, um, but it's nice to see them staying over. Usually, they just come for the day. So what we used to get those they seven come for the day. Yeah, those seven million visitors a year. They are visitors to Spain, to the Costa del Sol, or the Costa de la Luz, which is uh, down Tarifa way. And then they would buy a tour of Gibraltar and come in a coach for the day to see the monkeys and go around the rock, or have their hire car and come and do the visitation. So now is only when we're seeing the, the overnight stay from, from the UK. So overnight, meaning just one night? Well, overnight as in may, they may stay a week or, or whatever, but usually oh, it was just day visitors. I see. And Gibraltar has a lot to offer for, you know, not for two weeks because we haven't got the beaches, we haven't got the infrastructure, you know, the capacity to take on large-scale tourism, but there's like diving, you know, really good sites for diving. There's um, a lot of military history, so you can go into the rock and visit all the... Um, uh, military uh, fortifications within the rock and all that. Um, you know, you can do, you can, I don't know, hike the rock, you can do sailing. You can, you can hike the rock, yeah, yeah. right? How do you hike it? Do you just go? Well, there's people? paths and all that. I mean, oh, there's hiking, a... when I say hiking, it's not like rock climbing because it's limestone and it's really brittle, so right. you can't like climb the rock. But I mean, there's trails. Oh, yeah. That so there's a, something the... called the Med Steps, Mediterranean Steps, and that goes round. Do you know how long it takes to get up there? About an hour and a half. Oh, okay. No, sorry, an hour and a half, like from here, if you want to go up, but the actual routes you can do in half an hour. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean an hour and a half starting from where? Well, like if you start from here. So the route starts here, and then it goes all the way up to the top, and then you go down the paths. So, I mean, I'm saying an hour and a half by the time you get up there, do the route and come down again. Yeah. Um, an hour if you're, if, if you're a quick walker. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw you walk in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
thinking about doing it because but it's worth it because especially on a, on a day like today where it's clear so you'll have really good uh, vision you'll see the apes and you'll be able to see Africa oh yeah you will today I think uh, something I might probably have to do that <laughs> yeah very interesting place I appreciate you talking to me about everything that I know it's a shame you know because I've, I've had a um work visits and, and work commitments that I haven't been able to to spend more more time with you and like take you around and, and show you and all that so. no no issue at all I mean and everything's a bonus with like COVID yeah. times like being able to come here and, and be let in and yeah. you know have conversations with people because you know you just take those things for granted so yeah. anything that I can even get half get done nowadays to me is a bonus um, so and it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised by every stat you throw out <laughs> from the hotel beds to the animals yeah. to the real estate to the, to the language. I mean, uh, it's something about Europe that every corner is different. Oh, yeah. It's just not like that in the United States. <laughs> it's, it, every, every, everyone's similar. Yeah, there's differences between states, there's differences between cities, but not to the extent of like a 35,000 person corner right? <laughs> yeah. or... Catalonia, Catalonia, Catalonia. Yeah. You know, you can say it so many different ways. Um, or los gallegos, los de Galicia, mm -hmm. los, los gallegos. Spain has just got so so segmented yeah. into regions that are so different. You know. Yeah. How would you spell Janito? Double L A N I T O. That's a Spanish way, because L L. In, in, in Spanish is ya. Yeah. 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 We would say with a Y, Yanito. Oh, so the Y. Yeah, because it, double L is not in our alphabet. That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> That's right. So then you mean both work, but in Spanish with a yeah. double L, but in, in English it would be with a Y. Yeah, in, in, for us, Janitos, it would be with a Y. Because we, we identify with a Y. But do you identify as Janito or do you identify as uh, Gibraltarian or? Gibraltarian, but Gibraltarian is Yanito. But what if a person who speaks... It, it's confusing for me. What about a person who's more Spanish-speaking than English-speaking? Is Or is everybody kind of 50-50? Not anymore, because it's, it's developed. But, like, uh, most locally born and, born and bred in Gibraltar would speak both Spanish and English. Then people who come over to live in Gibraltar, which we have... Uh, uh, growing population mm. expat community you would think in like in, in other countries but they are pretty much part of Gibraltar but they might have been here like four or five years and they don't speak Spanish yet so it would be just English I see all the but you don't have people living here who only speak Spanish yeah so un español puro de Madrid, they no vendrían a vivir a ciertas without knowing where's the other way around, yeah. Yeah, you, you need you need both languages for sure. And I mean it's so you wouldn't call it a tourist hotspot. You would call it a what would you call it? No, it is a tourist hotspot in it terms is. of visitation because we have the figures, the stats. Yeah. But it's not a long stay destination. I see. It's like you said at, in most, and out. at most a week. Yeah, and that's only very recently, but we get more the older... The day visitor. 
Yeah. And the older generation that would come for a week. Why? Because the older British generation, so straight from the UK, they'd come into gym. You speak English, you use pound sterling, you've got your gin and tonics, your same brands, you know what you're used to. So, and, and it's safe. So that's the sort of tourist we get uh, longer stay. Right. Now, th through the airport, we get about 150,000 a year um, tourist. We get locals going back and forth, but in tourism, about. Has a plane ever just not braked hard enough and flown into the sea? Because. Well, we've had one incident in the last 50 years, I think, that I. <laughs> yeah. But so it's, yeah. it's, they got the methodology. Yeah, yeah, the down to the team. Yeah, absolutely. Well drilled. Uh, we also have uh, tourist visitation via the cruise liner. So that's about, oh, yeah. accounts for about 300,000 a year. Is that, that's coming from what? From, from uh, Africa? Or? Well, um, mainly Mediterranean cruises. So they right. stop in Gibraltar as, as part of the route. Oh, you're right, you're right. So we have... Um, we haven't had them since COVID, uh, but they would come and spend the day in Gibraltar. They don't usually stay overnight, but it would the 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 ship would come in, the cruise liner would come in seven in the morning and leave at eight at night, maybe, and spend the whole day. So they get disembarked at the port, and then they get taxied around Gibraltar to see all the sites, and then they might eat something, shop, and go back. So that adds to the economy as well. Stop. Yeah. That's uh, I've never I've never been on one. Have you? Um, yeah, many years ago, and it was a, a small. In fact, I went to um, uh, to the British Virgin Islands and then Puerto Rico and all that. So that it wasn't a many one. It was more. Than... Are you in the uh, Caribbean? Yeah, Caribbean. Um, also, can you can't see the 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 meeting point between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic here? Can you? Is that more? Well, the meeting point is, um, so that's the entrance to the Mediterranean. So on this side, it would already be the Atlantic. Ah. This is a bay, so that's a bay of, of Gibraltar, and that's the Mediterranean. It opens up, so it goes narrow. If you look at the aerial map, it goes narrow and straight, and then into the Med, out into the Atlantic. So the, what about that fine line where you, the two oceans meet? Is that have you well, seen that? Can you well, see it? Well, you will you will see if you draw a straight line. Uh, but you know, you know we, it, we are plate tectonics and all that, so we're in, right on a plate, and that's where the continents were joined together, and that and the way they opened uh, that left the the entrance to the straits. And then divided the Atlantic and the Med. So this used to be together. Africa, yeah. obviously, Africa yeah, yeah. and Europe were together before, mm -hmm. right? And then once that opened up, that's when they became two oceans. That's right. Okay. And that's when. Well, it, this is a sea and an ocean. Remember, the, the right. Atlantic is the ocean. Gibraltar is a, a Med is a sea. Um, but that's how Gibraltar was pushed out of the sea. Originally, it was uh, under. It was under. Yeah. And there are um, caves and, and prehistoric findings. Um, oh, um, and it just came, came back up? Yeah. So any, what's the history about the rock? 
it's, it's totally limestone, so... So it used to be underwater? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then as the plates were pushed, you know, it came up as a, as a rock. You will see all the surrounding it's areas just, It wouldn't be the same without the rock. I mean, yeah. it makes the rock is, well, is Gibraltar. How did you come in from Sevilla, you said, yeah? I came in from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you'd come in from uh, the Malaga side, you, it's all... Uh, the coast is all flat, and then you see the huge rock oh. just standing there. Yeah, I, I just realized without that touch of, of nature, it, it would just be, maybe it wouldn't even be anything. No, yeah. I think the rock maybe attracted, I mean, you know this, attracted the, the British to go, that's ours, yeah. like, let's put our flag there. Yeah, it's, it's strategic. I mean, the pirates used to fight for it because it was a, a, an entrance into uh, the Med. They came in through Gibraltar, the Moors, uh, right up to Granada, you know, but they came in through Gibraltar. Right. That was a sort of stronghold. So strategically, it, it is important. Yeah. And that's why. So you plan on staying here for the foreseeable future? You want to retire somewhere else? I mean, I don't, you don't look like you're close to retirement at all. But, <laughs> but. Yeah, but I don't think... Um, I like traveling, you know, and, and I like um, going to Spain. Uh, but my home is Gibraltar, so... Uh, and especially as you late, later on in life, you get more security in, in Gibraltar than. So, if I'd be working for five years uh, elsewhere, I'd always come back to retire in Gibraltar. The way things are at the moment. <laughs> have you owned the same house? Like maybe because you, you have. Yeah. You're, you're, you've been a uh, descendant of you know since the 1800s so yeah. is it the same house that you, that you were passed on or no no this is um my wife and i purchased but we have like property like from my great grandfather mm. uh in the town center you're um, renting out uh yeah for as a, as a house or is it a business or no well it's commercial it's a building so it's commercial oh, building. It's entire building yeah Wow. Um, but it well, used to belong nice. to my great-grandfather and then my grandfather and his brothers and then some brothers sold it to other people. So it's co-ownership, really. Right. But we retain, you know, uh, the majority there. Um, still living in, in... Sorry? Are your parents still living? No, no. My, my mum passed away when I was uh, about 21. And oh, my wow. father remarried and he went to live in Spain and he, he's since passed away as well. Oh, wow. So I've... I've got a sister in Gibraltar who's older than me, mm -hmm. three years older, but I've also got a, a brother who lives in Spain <laughs> and he's 20, 20 years younger than me, 25, yeah, Is because for my father's second marriage. Oh, half-brother. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because, because it's from the father, he's my full brother. Is that, yeah. so, is that how it is? Yeah, it's, it's odd because you'd think that from your mother, it's the same blood and it, it should be your full... So it's half brother and it's from your mother, apparently. <laughs> and for me, it should be the other way around because it's the same so blood. So what's the science behind it? Huh? Mean, why, what's, the, what's the science behind it? Why is well, it well, I don't think it's science. I think it's a social... Um, because the, the, the man always kept the, uh, the line oh, and the woman was a secondary. Um, I think that's how it came about. So the mother's only half brother, you know, it's from your mother. Uh, it's silly, you know, a brother's a brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. how I feel anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, socially, legally, the same, you know, from one or the other, but socially, it was always 
spoken about as a half brother from your mother and a full brother from your, from your oh, father. I have a half brother, and he was. We have from my my mom is the the parent in common. So yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I thought the same. I'm like, well, yeah, we were we yep. shared the same womb, so it's like. The older or younger. He's he's younger. He's fifteen. He's gonna be a world traveler as well. Yeah, will <laughs> be exciting. So amazing. I mean, I love to travel, and I I did a lot, uh, plenty of traveling when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Not that much with my parents. My parents we always used to travel to the same place. <laughs> Creatures of habit, but as then, they do. Yeah, but with my friends, I went. Yeah, I was about eighteen. Went to India, you know, and and things like that. And then for work, I've traveled a lot. When I got the kids, it really anchored me back up on the rock, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I love traveling and I've been, for example, have you heard of the Round Table? No. It's an association, it's like Rotary, you heard of Rotary? Yeah. International. Well, a Round Table is a similar thing, but it starts in the UK, so it's very much a British, but then it's all over the world now. So there's a branch in, in Gibraltar and I was uh, president. Um, because it's an international thing, wherever we went, we went as a country. So I was president of a table in Gibraltar, the same as somebody from Germany was representing the whole of Germany, the, there's one in the States, you know, um, so I've got the opportunity of, of representing Gibraltar in, in, in many uh, conferences or that in, my, in our own right, and I've travelled a lot with Round Table, uh, wow. it's given me opportunities, and I love travelling, you know, every time I get the, the opportunity, uh, any more languages besides Spanish and English you've been able to learn? Well, yeah, but a language you have to practice. So I speak some Italian, I did some uh, German, which, you know, now it's only down to a few words. Yeah. Uh, French to say, you know, and, you know, even though I travel to France uh, or have a fair bit, but if you don't practice it, that's it. Yeah. Spanish and English because we do it on a daily basis, otherwise yeah, yeah. we'd lose it as well. How interesting, very, you know, to... Find a place that's similar to California in a way that have mm-hmm. has yeah. the Mexican American population speaking like that Spanish English. You know, I I don't know if you know this, but in in the states, at least in California, a lot of parents that are Spanish speaking, they there's no in, I don't know what the infrastructure here is or the curriculum in schools. I don't know if they drill Spanish first and then they drill the English later or back and forth. But in the United States. There's no bilingualism that is implemented. It's if it's gonna be implemented, it's gonna be from your parents. Home, yeah. And English is already the default yeah. at school. So what you have happening is you have a very mediocre way of, uh, and it depends on the parent and how much they practice. Because some parents do spend the time to teach their kids not just you know verbal, yeah. but like you know uh, gr- grammatical and 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 everything else. And you have people that speak Spanish, you know. English and Spanish pretty well, but it's either they speak Spanish, but it's not very good. Yeah. It's either they don't speak it, but they understand it. So their parents talk to them in English, in Spanish, and then they reply to their parents in English, and they don't. They end up not even speaking the same yeah. language. And your parent and son, yeah. or you have they speak, understand, but grammatically just not there. Yeah. So it's a huge. Uh, you know, lack of balance between yeah. the two languages. Which but that happens here as well. Does yeah, it? You, yeah, you'd be surprised. But all the all the different scenarios that you've described can happen in Gibraltar as well. Depends on the household and and background. Really. Because they only teach English here, anyways. Yeah. Well, English is the official language. So every all the schooling, everything, all the official is done in English. 
Spanish is taught as a second language, and then you 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 taught in schools or French as a third language uh -huh. um, after a certain age, but you would pick up Spanish in the street as well. So the exam we do as a, we do it as a foreign language. <laughs> which is not really a foreign language because we speak it, but grammatically we're not correct. So we have to be taught, you know, the proper grammar sometimes. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's understandable for, for here because it, it's a UK territory. So if they're not teaching uh, Spanish, it's, mm -hmm. it makes sense. But I mean, but also, I mean, they are teaching it, like you said, as a second language. But in the U.S., it's I think it's I don't know what it is. That's why I do what I do, and mm -hmm. so I have a, a little channel called Spanish with uh, Sam on my Instagram, and okay. it teaches people about Spanish. Yeah. Not just like Spanish, but you know why in America there's a huge maybe ignorance to um, I, I I just don't know people don't really pay attention to Spanish, and they don't if if they want to learn Spanish they. They feel like they there's not a real outlet out there that's gonna help them, or they feel like they're not gonna need it. But I feel but like if you look, it. you know, English, Spanish, and French. You know, you've got the most of the world, well, and Chinese because of of the, of the sheer uh, size. But you know, with those languages, you you can communicate anywhere really. I've communicated, I mean, every, everywhere I travel, it's English and Spanish. I mean, I'm going to Morocco on, I think, Monday, so, but I, they speak Spanish, too. Yeah. You know, in Tangier, I'm mm -hmm. sure they yeah, speak yeah. Spanish. Definitely in Tangier, yeah. And then, deep, maybe deeper into the country, they they, might, they have to speak English, so. So where are you staying tonight, La Linea? Yeah, one more night in La Linea, and um, then Lisbon to then fly to Morocco cheaper flights Spain and Morocco just are not getting along <laughs> they're raising prices they're yeah. not, the ferries are shut down I think Portugal just opened a uh, a ferry line from Portimao mm -hmm. but they haven't announced the date so I was kind of waiting to see yeah. if the because I'd love to take the ferry I wanted to take the ferry I mean how long is that ferry it's like, like half an hour yeah, the fast there. one's half an hour the the because uh, it's a hydrofoil it's a launch and the other one is uh, about an hour yeah, maybe. 50 minutes, yeah. So, it's... Or you can swim. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Car, can you canoe or anything like that? Is there, like, kayaks or something like that that people do? No. No, well, people do it as a recreational thing, but not, like, to cross, because there's uh, so very strong currents. Oh, there coming. are. Yeah. Of course, and, yeah, the two exactly, waters yeah. meeting. And, you know, people do drown trying to to get across and all that. Um, so do the cur are the currents kind of like they take you down or do they I think they take you out <laughs> take you out yeah. to into the Atlantic or <sighs> things like that oh wow so you're just stuck or, out there or, or you're just fighting the current all the time and you tire out right yeah. right um yeah that's I know this is the point where the Africans always try to float over yeah. but they they have to take refuge because it's I mean, unless they do it at night and they do it in, you know, at three, two, two, three in the morning, I yeah, believe. that's usually what they do, you know, and then run into the undergrowth and trees and all that to, to hide once they hit the coast. Right. And then they just come into Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's probably so guarded now that they don't get away with it. Or what well, they risk it, yeah. Um, either they're doing it into Ceuta, 
across a, uh, over a fence. Right. Uh, like they have in Mexico. Yeah, I've seen Social, it. Yeah. yeah. And once they're in Souda, that's Europe, technically, and then they try and get a ship uh, or boat or something. Well, don't Souda people kind of look out for people that... This is me just totally yeah. profiling just to see how they would see it, right? Is if, I, if I'm a, a boat from Ceuta back to Europe and I see like 40 Africans on my boat, wouldn't people be like, oh, these guys are, I mean, how did these guys get here? Would they, would they yeah, say that? Yeah, they do. They're stowaways, so, you know, sometimes they're, they're hiding, you know, and... Uh, oh, they hide in the ships? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, they have to figure it out. Oh, yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm on a boat. No, no, some of them hide, you know, where the anchor storage is, you know, and some of the, near the engines, and a lot of them die on the way because, you know, the, the, the accidents that they, it's... Desperation, you know, the, really that, that gets them to that position, and a lot of them lose their lives, unfortunately, in the crossings, whether it's to Ceuta or, or the sea. Such a so, so close yet so far, huh? yeah. Because and different worlds, you know. You think you know we've got it good here, and then um, there's no opportunities, and and people are sort of starving, really, as you go down the Sahara and. You in, in Morocco, deep, deep, deeper into you, you've been Africa. to Morocco. Oh, yeah. what, what what cities would you recommend? Because I think I'm flying into Casablanca, but I'm, I haven't heard great things. About yeah, Casablanca is more cosmopolitan, but it's also very it it has districts and things like that, so it can be rough in some areas. And, uh, but like the likes of Marrakesh, you know, there's a touristic area and there's like the real, you know. Um, oh, what about Rabat? Rabat is a capital, it's uh, just a capital city. Yeah, kind of. um, that's where the king resides officially, so it's a bit more controlled. Uh, but there's then, if, even if you go to Tangiers and then you go up into the hills like Shashawan. That's, that's a blue city? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, Marrakesh. Fez, I heard, was yeah, great. Fez, uh, um, you know. So if I get to Casablanca, can I take a bus to Marrakesh? Yeah. There's no blah blah car out there, is there? Could be. There could be, huh? Yeah. But uh, there's the taxis or train, you know. I heard it's pretty pretty well built, like the yeah. the transportation system. Yeah, the, the motorways are pretty good. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A poor country, and then you, they've got good motorways. That's good. Mm. I mean, I guess they're so close to Europe, they, they must have some kind of influence, you know, because the motorways here are pretty good, too. Have you been to Tunisia? Nope, I mean, I'm going to, I want to go to um, Turkey um, on route to Jordan, which I'm going in November, I'm going to uh, an expedition um, into Jordan in November, that's with a charity, so we're fundraising, uh, it's the same charity I've, I've been uh, hiking in, in Morocco, the Atlas Mountains. You hiked them? Yeah. You were talking about those right there, yeah. right? So it's called Rifcom. It's the Rif area in Morocco where we raise funds to help. But this expedition, it was meant to be last year, but now it's this November and it's in Jordan. So we're going to walk the valley into Petra. So that's oh, just, wow. I'm really looking forward to that. How long does that take? Uh, we're doing it in five days, you know, from the Dead Sea going up. And, and it's, a, it's a kind of kind of a rough journey? or uh, It's about 20... Four kilometers a day is like heat wise. And yeah, early mean, well, November should be okay. You're right, but um, and there should be less tourism, hopefully. So 
It'd be Jordans and hard gray things, but I heard it's kind of expensive actually. They have a It's become currency. touristic here, but lately because everything's been shut so they're a bit more Yeah. Welcoming. Yeah, my plan is to go Morocco and Tunisia. I really wanted to see Tunisia yeah. because I can't go to Algeria, so I wanted to see Tunisia because I feel like nobody really goes to Tunisia. Mm-hmm. And I like going to countries that nobody goes to. Okay. And yet I am here I am in Spain, second most visited place yes. in the world. But yeah, I had an expedition planned. Well, it was a round table thing, uh, you know, in in the desert in Tunisia, with the quads and all that. And I, I twice I tried to go, and then one of them was when the they did the. Um, terrorist attack you know and that, that was cancelled so uh, and then I've just abandoned that now I'm going to Jordan yeah and, Jordan do you what What? so what do you you fly in Jordan do you need a, a visa to get into Jordan no wow I think Americans do yeah I think Americans do America I, you can get into Algeria too can't you so I, I don't think I can yet. well I, I know Americans are not are, uh, the visa we need a visa to get into yeah. Algeria but um, Morocco is accepting vaccinated travelers so yeah. good and then Tunisia I'm not sure for Jordan I have to um, I would probably have to isolate for for a couple of days whilst we do the, the other test once you arrive you know the it's going to be a little bit of a hassle yeah, yeah. but things are changing every day so yeah. As long as it doesn't go backwards. Spain changed for me. I didn't plan on coming on, yeah. uh, coming to Spain until maybe two weeks before I came because mm-hmm. it opened up. Vaccinated card mm-hmm. said I don't have to take a test. I can just you know, show up with a vaccinated, uh, vaccinate, uh, vaccination record. Perfect. And I came, and uh, but I wanted to come to take the ferries to Morocco, and uh, I find out that they're not working. <laughs> It's a nice. Uh, I wanted to do that ride from. I have to come I back say, and do it. I have to come back and do it, but I'm gonna do an episode on Gibraltar Janito for my Spanish with Sam because it talks about everything. Okay, there's a few groups on Facebook that you can join the groups and you find a lot of information there. For um, the language. Yeah, for the language and the culture and all that. Okay. Uh, there's history of Gibraltar. One of them. There's uh, Gibraltar memorabilia. Mm-hmm. And there's Janito page you know so cool yeah definitely i'll definitely check those out and then i, I want to do that episode about um about moroccans crossing over to spain yeah. kind of explain it visuals teach it's mostly mostly for americans and, and people in yeah. south america are you on netflix oh uh, yeah i have netflix yeah there's a, a really good movie it was um is it is it i do yeah yeah I it saw showed, half of it. Yeah. And I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it does show you from the Spanish perspective, you know, and, and it was subsidized by uh, EU funds and all that. But it, it that is a reality of what happened. Yeah. And it's a little boy. Yeah. Right? I think Africa is the most fascinating country. Yeah. It's rough everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's just tough, tough life. And those people are made different. They're just, we're all humans, but inside yeah. it's different steel. It's different. Like, I'm soft compared to those people. Yeah. You know? I, I, that's why I can't go to a place like that and be like, mm. you know, mean mug people. Yeah. Because what the way that they've been shaped is, mm. 
it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a different way of life, isn't it? It's a totally different way. Anyway, Sam, I've got to get yeah, back uh, work, you know, um, 